and welcome to the All Things Leeds podcast. It's episode 41. Uh, I'm Ed McIntyre here. Joining me in the studio is, as always, my co-host, Charles Foster. Hello. Hi, Matt. You doing all right? Yeah, I'm not bad, not bad. It's, it's grim weather this morning. It is grim. Terrible, yeah. Yeah. But, you know, it's coming up to winter. That's how it's going to be, isn't it? <laughs> Happy Halloween as well. Happy Halloween. Did you have a good one? It was all right. Just did a bit of babysitting. So the uh, parents and the brother went out. Did you have many people come around? Yeah, about something six. Six, yeah, yeah. We, I, I put the ball outside in the end, so if something happens, go to the door. <laughs> yeah, it's a, when you're kids, it's nice because you're getting all the sweets, but then when you're adults, people come to your house, it's, it's yeah, quite it's, annoying. It's sort of like running a doctor's surgery when you're <laughs> adults. You used to go to the door all the time. Yeah, it really is. People in. <laughs> it really not, is. I don't let people in. I people love the thing. I don't let people in my house. I'd like to clarify that. I'm not like, <laughs> not, I'm not like kids in my house on Halloween. <laughs> Let's move on. Let's move on. Uh, also oh, joining geez. us uh, in the studio is Leeds United fan and good friend of the show. It is Chris Chivers. Hello. Hiya. How are you? I'm not bad. I'm not bad. Did you have a good Halloween? Um, I mean, not the worst one. I was working, but I did dress up as a pink baby. <laughs> and yeah, that being in Huddersfield, it just looked like another day to everyone else. Brilliant. <laughs> brilliant. Brilliant. Uh, moving on. Uh, plenty to this, uh, discuss in this episode. Uh, we'll, we'll, of course, look back on uh, Leeds United's 0 0 draw uh, with Sheffield Wednesday away at Hillsborough from last Saturday. And we'll also look at the uh, Leeds United under 23s as well as some other bits of news that has come out of Ellen Road this past week. There's loads to talk about here on the All Things Leeds podcast. <laughs> Here we are. Here we are, and back for uh, episode 41 of the podcast. Uh, apologies uh, for this week's uh, episode coming out uh, a little bit later uh, during the week uh, than usual. We usually uh, release these on yeah, for Wednesdays or Thursdays, but uh, this one is coming out on the Friday. Uh, we did try to record uh, earlier in the week, but there were some technical problems, uh, but they've all been resolved now. Uh, the show must go on, as to say, uh, and we're back uh, with plenty to discuss. And We'll, we'll, go, we'll get straight into uh, last Saturday's game then. Uh, Leeds United, of course, drawing 0-0 uh, with Sheffield Wednesday away at Hills. Uh, it wasn't a particularly great game of football. It, it was very cold, uh, very windy, and a, and a rainy day. Uh, very difficult conditions to play in. Uh, Charles, do you think the conditions had uh, anything to do with the game? I don't, to be honest, because it wasn't like the. Normally, in games with bad conditions, you get um, kind of a lot more chances and a lot more kind of keepers dropping it in the box and things like that. But it wasn't really. It wasn't really that kind of game. It was just. It was a bit of a stalemate, which. Uh, when you look to see that Wednesday are the second best defensive record in the division and Leeds have the best defensive record in the division, no little draw seems like <laughs> the most seems like the bookies' favourite kind of um, kind of uh, end result um, because yeah, n- now the team likes being broken down and now the yeah. team can see as many goals, so yeah. it made sense that result. Yeah, no nil was written all over it. Uh, yeah, no, or <laughs> I I think I predicted uh, one one, one, one yeah yeah because I thought I thought we they'd score and we'd score. Um, but you know, <laughs> neither <laughs> happened. But yeah. yeah, it wasn't a brilliant game. Not a lot of chances. It can it it kind of felt like one of those kind of toxic clashes, which neither side wanted to lose. Kind of felt like one of them games. Yeah, I must admit, I loved playing in the rain when I was a kid playing football and, and Sunday league football. I loved playing in, in those kind of weather conditions. No, because you just I I I'm a big fan of it because <laughs> you just used to get really muddy. You used to just yeah. be like head to toe in mud. R- rugby as well in those conditions. Those, that was really fun. I, I used to play rugby when I was a kid, and my dad used to come pick us up from practice, and he used to have sheets over the back seat of the car <laughs> so that we wouldn't ruin his seats. Brilliant, brilliant. Um, uh, we didn't <coughs> change lineup uh, for Leeds United in this game. I wasn't too happy I did want uh, quite a few changes uh, Bielsa played a 3-3-1-3 formation uh, which he usually does uh, when teams play to 
two up front. Of course, Sheffield Wednesday uh, had uh, New EU and uh, Stephen Fletcher up top, the two big, big fellas. Uh, it was a slow start to the game. Sheffield Wednesday, I would say, were the better side to begin with. The test they kick off, say, a few times uh, early, uh, early on. Uh, Kadeem Harris, he had a low drive uh, from 20 yards out on 40 minutes, saved uh, well by Casilla. Uh, but then Leeds grew into the game. Uh, Chris, should we have had a penalty on 19 minutes? Nui, you seem to bring down Ben White in the box. If Ben White would have gone down from first contact, yes, no doubt that the, the ref would have had no choice. Yeah. But because the way Ben White is, he wanted to do the right thing. He wanted to stay on his feet. And that way, when contact was made further, the ref kind of said, oh, well, it's just from you know him out strengthening you. But yeah. at the same time, there's no way in the, that world Sorry, that world. There's no way in this world you fall that way from yeah. from not being tackled. It's, it's, just... a, it's a foul. It's a foul. If if that was in the other box, Charles, would that have been given? Well, yeah, but I think that's just because of how terrible the officials are in this <laughs> yeah. league. Um, I I'm in a bit of a minority here because um, I thought it was a bit. It would have been a bit soft. Yeah, I know they were obviously holding his arm a bit, but I think that's general kind of defender to attacker. Contact, you know, when you're trying to put somebody off from t- from Patel taking a shot. Um, I know he he just kind of he nudges him yeah. to the floor a bit, but um, I mean, if that's anywhere else on the pitch, it's a foul. I yeah. think if that's given as a penalty, though, uh, if that was given a penalty against us, we're saying that's very soft. Yeah, I, you've got to see it from the other perspective. Yeah. But if that's anywhere else on the pitch, it's a foul, <coughs> and a foul's a foul. A foul is a foul. It, no it matter where. It's the kind of fouls which you know Luke Ayling gets yeah. all the time, where he just you know falls <laughs> over and gets a foul. Yeah, his trademark dies. It's, it's, it's a bit dodgy, but you know it's all right because he's he's playing for us. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I personally think it should have been a penalty. A foul's a foul for me. Yeah, no matter where it is not, on the I'm pitch. I'm not saying it's not a pen. I'm yeah. just saying I'm not convinced it is a pen. Yeah. I mean, no, no, no players really really appealed <coughs> appealed for it, but it was certainly a, an interesting one. Um, both sides kept on going uh, for it. Uh, 35 minutes into the game, Bamford and Click, uh, uh, they had a, a really good opportunity. Uh, where Sheffield Wednesday gave a ball away uh, Bamford ended up back healing it back to click um, and then uh, we ended up losing the ball uh, they failed to capitalise on what was a really good opportunity really and uh, Charles I think any other striker in Bamford's situation probably would have gone on and scored yeah uh, there's a definite confidence issue there yeah I, th- um, I think that highlighted it for me that he does have a confidence issue uh, To defend, I, I am going to defend him initially here though, before, I, before I go on to explain why he should be taking the shot there go on. It is, the shot is on his right foot and he's left footed and yeah. it's about twenty-five yards out. On if you're no, but he would have want. If you're, if, if, you're seeing, if you're seeing Jack Harrison in that position on his right foot, are you thinking, ah, oh, yeah. he's got to take, take a shot from there? No, but I'm not saying shoot from there. I'm saying other strikers probably would have got the ball and, and ran into a box because there was space there. Yeah, there was there was a bit of space there, but it was. I think their their left back and their centre back were coming towards him. You could see that he had to kind of make a decision there and then he chose. He, I think from his point of view, he thought Click's got a better chance at getting this on target than I do. Which um, maybe he did, maybe he didn't, because click, click, yeah. it, the ball kind of came straight to his feet rather than a bit in front of him, which is where the pass should have come. So he kind of he received the ball. By the time he got it under control, the defenders had, had covered him yeah. over. It, it did highlight for me. He, he has a confidence issue at the moment. It really, really did. Uh, just before half time, Stephen Fletcher he had a shot from different from distance, and it forced Cassia into an excellent fingertip save. Um, Kikok said he had a really, really good game. We'll go on to him uh, a little bit later on. Um, but the best chance of the half and probably the game really came uh, for Leeds United just before half time as well. Uh, Harrison, a great cross from the left with the outside, outside of his boot, outside of his right foot as well. Weak yeah, foot. yeah, it was a brilliant cross. <laughs> great cross. Yeah, and 
uh, Bamford, uh, he was five yards out and uh, his header uh, was saved uh, really, really well by uh, Kieran uh, Westwood. Uh, should Bamford have done better here, Chris? No, no, he really shouldn't have done. He did everything right. He put it the other way from where the goalkeeper was going. He's he's kind of on the back foot, so he's trying to put as much power on as possible that he, he can generate into that header. He's done everything he should have done. Just, I don't understand it. Every time we play Sheffield Wednesday... Westwood seems to turn into Neuer or something like. <laughs> yeah. It makes no sense, but yeah. a fair play to Westwood. What a save that yeah. was! It's a great save. It's a great header, but the 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 movement to peel away from the centre half from Bamford is actually really good, and I don't think that got highlighted enough yeah. by Sky or by LUTV. The fact when when the cross comes in, he's obviously stood next to the defenders, but he peels away so well. And even though I think one of their defenders does try to pull his shirt clearly. Yeah, <laughs> which is obviously you know never getting. Yeah, going. he did. He did. Yeah, but, but he appeals away from him and gets in that space, and you can see the defenders turn around. They're, they're set about looks at him, and he, he, you can see the disappointment in his face because he, th- he thinks he's definitely going to concede. Yeah, you can see he's given up, and then obviously just. Westwood. Neuer Westwood. Yeah. <laughs> again. Yeah, but it was a brilliant chance, though. Uh, it was no not half time. Eddie Nketiah, he came on uh, for Patrick Bamford. I questioned it at the time. Bamford, I don't, I don't think it was too bad, but I don't think it was too good either. But okay game. Uh, there were rumours of an injury, and Bielsa has come out uh, in his press conference this week and said that he did pick up an ankle injury in that game. Uh, so, um, there are also prob- Arsenal scouts of that game. Which yeah, might be influencing the um, the subs. Yeah, pressured into the change. I wouldn't say pressured into it, but if if Bielsa's aware, which he will be, that the um, the scouting staff from Arsenal are there, he's going to want to give and get him a decent yeah. run out. Uh, but Bamford certainly did pick up a, an ankle problem uh, in that game, probably from that challenge where uh, he he got kicked in the legs and then just dived forward. That was <laughs> such a weird weird way to go down. I mean, normally in those kind of challenges, you just get kicked to the ankle and you just fall over fall sideways, up. don't you? But he yeah. just he kind of swan dived. It was really weird. Yeah, I'm not sure whether that was um, definitely a foul though. It was definitely a foul, but his reaction was strange, and it, it will have led to just more because he's got his reputation taking a bit of a hit since the Villa game and things like that, and that's just gonna that's not gonna help the championship's opinion on him if he's well, if, if he's fallen over like that. Yeah. Um, I don't I don't really prove it. If it, I don't know why he did it, but you know if he's injured, then he's injured. So yeah, and uh, catcher he, he did well when he came on, and I think. Chris, this game was where fans realised and understood Bielsa when, when he comes when when he says that Bamford he organised the team. But for me, when Enketi is playing, he is so much more threatening. Enketi is more clinical than Bamford. We've seen it time and time again this season. But also, I, I get where Bielsa is coming from. But then when he was playing, I think Enketi had a defensive clearance. Bamford didn't. And Ketty had more pass accuracy than Bamford. It's like I see where he's coming from because the organisation just kind of fell apart. Yeah, but, is, but we're he's, more threatening with Eddie and Ketty on. Yeah, but at the same time, if we can get that organisation whilst Ketty is on, then I don't, I don't think we'll have an issue. We're there was a couple of times in the second half that one where he absolutely skinned their their right back to go round him late on for Jack Harrison. Yeah, that was a great chance. And that that bit at the end of the game where I think it was the last couple of minutes where he carried it from like uh, the halfway line. And um, absolutely skinned two of their players who ended up just going through the back of him, just a foul and to bring him down. Which the free kick didn't come to anything because I thought Calvin Phillips' delivery in the game was quite poor for most of the free kicks. Which is a rarity because normally they're quite good, but it was poor in this game. Yeah. 
Um, Sheffield Wednesday, they were the better side in the second half, I'd say. And, and if any team was going to go on and win the game, uh, it would have been Sheffield Wednesday, I think. Uh, just a few minutes into the uh, second half, eight minutes into the second half, Stephen Fletcher, he had a shot, uh, rattled the crossbar and bounced off Casillas back and out for a corner. That was a, a very, very yeah. worrying, <laughs> worrying it, it, moment. It was, like a, it was like a FIFA game. That, that kind of thing <laughs> happens in, in FIFA all the time when you hit the bar and it bounces on the back of the keeper and goes yeah. in your own net and, yeah. you, and you're fuming. Yeah, but, but, fa- but thankfully, thankfully it went out for it, a corner. Yeah, it went out for a <laughs> it was all right. Yeah, uh, fifteen minutes from time. Uh, Liam Cooper he came on mid. He returned from injury, uh, and he came on for Helder Costa, who again had a really really poor game. Helder Costa, uh, I don't know what's up with with him at the moment. Uh, if Wolves can send us the real Barry Douglas and real Helder Costa, that would be great. Uh, that'd be great. <laughs> I don't know. I think he gets a bit of a, b- a bad rap. I thought yeah. against Preston he he had a, a decent game. I thought he laid on that ch- that chance. You know when Tyler Roberts nearly. Potentially got fouled, but you know it turned out to be a good challenge. It was him who, who skinned all the all the entire left side of Preston's yeah. pitch to lay him on. The, the argument I have is we we bought Costa knowing his his number one prime thing he enjoys using is pace. Yeah. Do we play switch trips? No, Bielsa doesn't, and Bielsa's even admitted it. Bielsa said, you know, in me playing Costa, I'm taking out his his number one strength, which is his pace. Yeah. But he's still got his skills there, which he has shown. Yeah, it wasn't as good at Sheffield Wednesday, but like Charles said, you know, Preston, he was. I, I think he was solid. Yeah. I just think recently a lot of Leeds fans have been getting on to literally every single player yeah. on the pitch apart from Ben White, and yeah. it, it makes no sense to me at all. It's because the way Wolves uh, played football, though, obviously they played the 3-4-3, mm-hmm. and they were constantly putting balls over the top for the front three to chase, and the obviously the wing-backs were flying up and, and backing them up, whereas we... We obviously build from the back, and we have to constantly fight through ranks and ranks of opposition players, which is not where Costa's skill is. His skill is obviously getting the ball with the ball over the top or like a, um, a long through ball, and just chasing down onto it and then whipping the ball in, which we don't do very often. Yeah, um, we very rarely counter attack. We are quite good at counter attacking, so I don't know why we don't do it more often. Mm. But we very rarely counter attack. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, Cooper, Cooper, he came on for Helder Costa. Cooper went into the back three. Dallas moved to right midfield and Erling got right back. Um, best chance of the second half uh, came when Enketia, you mentioned it earlier, Charles, Enketia, brilliant work on the left, uh, got into the box, laid the ball on to uh, Jack Harrison, whose shot was blocked off the line. And then Calvin Phillips on the right uh, crossed it into uh, Alioski and then uh, he headed onto the woodwork. A really good chance there. And with all the chances that we had, you were thinking, how on earth have we not won this game? But at the end of the day, as well, as Sheffield Wednesday, they probably were the better team throughout the entire game, yeah. I felt. I think Gary Monk, uh, he knows how to play a Bielsa system and, and they matched us uh, completely. Um, and of course, 0 0 at full time. Uh, the first time uh, uh, Leeds United and Sheffield Wednesday have drawn 0 0 since April 1969. Yeah. So 43 meetings ago. And it's only the second goal of Straw as well, while under Marcel Bielsa. Last one was uh, in, which um, is incredible. August 2018. Yeah, Middlesbrough. Yeah, yeah. Middlesbrough. So the, Garbage the, game. I think that, that kind of sums up. The Bielsa style yeah. because people are saying, "Oh, we're not scoring enough and stuff like that." But if we, if we've always had a game, we would, there's only two games we've had that's finished nil nil. Surely that that screams that you know. There's plenty more games we haven't scored in, yeah. and we've just lost. <laughs> <laughs> but not that many, if you think about it. Last season we didn't we didn't lose that many, and it's the same. We've, got, we've been one nil this season by Swansea and Charlton. Yeah, but apart from that, we've always. Yeah. We've we've contributed yeah, quite. I mean, a few. We don't we don't concede too many goals. No. Um, but yeah, only the second goal is drawn to be also that uh, clean sheet again for Kiko Kase. Uh, probably his best game for Leeds United, I, I would say. It was something um, else. 
Yeah, he, that, he that, was, that he was deflected fantastic. cross that we're going, that we're going definitely going top corner was a brilliant save. Yeah, Keacock say he was fantastic. Arguably his best game in the Leeds United shirt. Uh, that's now eight clean sheets in all competitions this season. Of course, sixteen games played in all competitions. Uh, seven clean sheets in the league uh, in fourteen league games. Uh, so just incredible, incredible form. Uh, awesome. Uh, he was in the EFL team of the week as well. Uh, just fingers crossed that he doesn't come out to be a racist. <laughs> so so, he, so he's not uh, um, banned for a lot of games. I, I mean. I, I, <laughs> Apparently, the way they judge these uh, FA race, race charges, uh, racist charges, are that they go on balance of probability, and because there's two Charlton players accusing him, and he obviously Casir himself is um, is vehemently denying it. He's completely denying it, saying anything of the sort. But if the FA see balance of probability, he's prob- he probably has said it, even if he has or hasn't. Doesn't yeah. really matter. He may still get charged. Yeah. It's the same with what happened to Forestry, though, isn't it? He he said that he wasn't a racist. FA banned him for six games, and now he's no, because he got cleared in criminal court, but yeah. then got banned by the FA. FA, yeah. and now he's taking it to he's he's appealing against the FA because he's being cleared in in criminal court. So yeah, yeah. I it, think I think Eco might have to do something similar yeah. if, if it does happen. Yeah, it's an interesting it's an interesting also, one that we need to keep an eye out. The, there's an, there's an argument to whether or not the person accused should be anonymous until convicted because obviously your reputation takes a massive hit if you're yeah. called a racist. Yeah. It's certainly an interesting interesting one and we need to keep an eye on it for sure. Uh but yeah, no no draw. Uh, Charles was a point fair, do you think? I think I consider it a point gained away, yeah. away at Hillsborough, a uh, top six rival. Uh, five point week and we've been away twice. I'm not going to be annoyed by that. Yeah, um, and we've been away to Preston and, and Sheffield Wednesday who are in the top six. They probably four, will finish in the top six. Yeah, so, four yeah. teams at the moment. So I think if we were to go ahead and, and win at the weekend, you, you consider that a good, a very good week. I consider it a good week. Yeah. yeah. Chris? Yeah, yeah. It's a, like, like Charles said, it's a point gained. We haven't, yeah. we haven't lost anything. Uh, fair result. We should have scored. They should have scored. It, it's a chance of both half. But can I just say, right? It was very quickly mentioned. Alioski's header. How did he get to that? <laughs> like the guy's what five for eight? Sure, I think. Yeah. How did it, the, the defender in front of him what six foot two? <laughs> like, honestly, I was. If, if you watch it in slow mo, he's surprised he gets to it. <laughs> <laughs> um, right. Yeah, it's just really unfortunate. Yeah. It's, it's the post. Yeah, really unfortunate. But yeah, it was a nil-nil draw. Uh, and af- and uh, after that point, and all the uh, other results uh, of a weekend, uh, we currently sit third in the championship table on twenty-five points. Uh, still two points behind uh, league leaders West Bromwich Albion, who are on twenty-seven points. Um, what are you saying, Charles? Uh, they play on Monday to West Brom. Yeah, and play Preston on play on Sunday, so we can go top. Yes, <laughs> yeah. Uh, of course, we're level on points with second place there, Preston North End and third place there, Swansea so. City. Only three points above eleventh place, Birmingham City as well. So the table is still very tight. Uh, we move on uh, to the home game against QPR uh, this Saturday, which we'll uh, look into in great detail uh, later on in the show. Uh, but looking at our, at our next few games uh, overall, uh, we, we've got a really good good chance of, of pushing on. Really, so you look at our next uh, our November fixtures and eight games. Really, I'd, I'd say so. We've got QPR at home, Blackburn at home, Luton Town away, Reading away, uh, of course, that midweek game on Sky, uh, Middlesbrough at home, Huddersfield Town away, uh, Hull City at home, and then Cardiff City at home. Our next eight games, they're all winnable, I'd say. They're, they are all winnable. 24 points. I reckon 20 points is durable. No. Apparently, we've only played one team so far that's not in the top 12. I think that's probably Millwall, and we got screwed over in that game, let's be fair, by the referee. Yeah. Um, so, that's pretty good That's pretty good going. Um, that we, We've kind of got most of the good teams out of the way early 
I mean, I know we've got to play them all again, but you know, we've got yeah. the first round of the um, playing the hard teams out the way early, and now we can have a. This is the perfect time to put a run together before yeah. Christmas because they are all winnable, aren't they? Mm. I mean, the way I think Cardiff's going to be the hardest one out of all of them, obviously, but yeah, then Warnock. at the same <laughs> time, I think I think Huddersfield's going to be a tough game simply because they're. Yeah. Talking to a lot of the boys at work, they are starting to get their their stride now, especially with these new guys from where they come from, Lincoln. Is it? They, yeah. They've just been something else. I'm dreading Luton Town away because we say, always lose in London. I, I'm saying that <laughs> is it Isaiah <laughs> well. Isaiah Brown plays for um, Luton now. Yeah, he's he? doing really he's, really he's well. Gonna, he's gonna score against them. <laughs> he's, he's just yeah. He but, is. But the next eight games, they are all winnable, and, and as I say, 24 points. I'd reckon 20 points is probably doable. Um, Probably, probably a, a bit too uh, hopeful there, but I, I reckon twenty points out twenty four is doable for my next eight games. And you know, Charles, with the table being so close as well, if a team goes on a five or six game win streak, you could really be miles clear at the top. You really could push on. Yeah, because um, well, I think there's only, I think every team in the top six currently. I don't think any team has more than two wins in six games in, in the last six games in the top six, yeah. which is just really weird. At this time of the season, you expect some teams to be pulling away. And West Brom are two points clear. That that is that that is the case. Yeah. But no team is like five or six points clear at the top of the league, like Newcastle were, or like Wolves, Wolves. were. Yeah. Wolves were just somewhere else. Like, yeah. or, or Brighton and then in the Newcastle season, they were, were well up there as well. Uh, no team is like that. Literally, yeah. all we need to do is win kind of five or six on a bounce, and we'll be well clear. Yeah, really well. It's a really good opportunity for Leeds United coming up. Uh, looking at other things, then uh, the Leeds United under twenty threes, they drew one one with with the uh, Burnley under twenty threes at Ellen Road uh, last Monday night. Uh, Ryan Edmondson's headed goal in twenty three minutes uh, was cancelled out by a penalty in the second half. Uh, Leeds United under twenty threes, they're not doing that well this season, Charles. No, the um, Edmondson's header was really good. It was a great cross from McCarron on from the left hand side, yeah. and a good movement and a good goal. But yeah, they, I think it was straight gave away a dodgy, a really pointless dodgy penalty in the second half that was just not necessary. Yeah, yeah, they are struggling a bit, but I'm sure they'll click again. They just yeah. need to hit the stride a bit. They've obviously uh, losing a lot of their players like Gotts and and Shackleton to the <laughs> to the first team, uh, and also I think Streak makes the bench now and again. So, yeah, they do lose a lot of players to the first team. So yeah. That has happened in the past for Leeds where we've taken too many players out of that kind of regular that kind of regular uh, playing week and we stick too many first-teamers in and it just kind of it doesn't really work. Yeah. Um, but I assume when everyone gets back fit for the first team, I'm sure the under-23s will get that cohesion back and they'll win, start winning some more games. Yeah, hopefully they uh, bounce back from that. I'm sure that they will get back to winning way soon. Uh, Liam Cooper, he played in the game and was captain as well. He was subbed off at half-time. Uh, a few people saying he was limping. Others said he was fine. It uh, usually is the case for first-teamers when they're playing the under-23s. If they start, they come off at half-time. If they're on the bench, they come on at half-time. Uh, Liam Cooper and Bielsa both said during this week's press conference that he is fine. Uh, Chris, uh, we drew. Uh, we got a clean sheet in the last game against Sheffield Wednesday. So does Cooper go back in first-team for you? He's kind of got it. Though, don't he? He's he's, he's the our captain. captain. Club, yeah. club captain. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You, you play your club, your club captain. He's he's just got to go. Like I don't think Hernandez will simply because he, he said Hernandez is available and I want Hernandez to start because we are missing some. I think him. he will start Hernandez. Yeah. But, but Cooper, does he go straight back he in for you to, guys? Yeah. yeah, Probably a bit harsh on Bavardi, clean sheet in the last game, but he's our captain. He has to go in. If he's fine, Liam Cooper has to go in. Uh, Chris, are you a fan of first uh, first teamers playing in the twenty 23s? I get why he's doing it for fitness and stuff. And, I mean, 45 minutes, fair enough. It's not, you know, it's not the end of the world. But, 
But there is that the, risk there, there, though, isn't there? There is the risk, but then at the same time, what's to say we put him straight back in and within 10 minutes of the game, something doesn't happen to him in the game? There's always risk when playing yeah. football. So. But we saw it last season, Patrick Bamford, he kept on injuring himself in the 23s and being out for a lot longer, so there is that risk there. But I do understand it, getting match fitness back, and, and I completely understand that, and, and I'm a big fan of that. Uh, John Stevens, he also started for the uh, under-23s in this game as he has now returned to Four Parch after being banned from all things football for six weeks after he was caught betting. Uh, it's good that he's back, uh, but at the time that, that the ban uh, got got um, uh, got put out, it was a very, very harsh punishment, wasn't it, Charles? Yeah, it didn't really make any sense. Um, I swear I've seen somewhere in the news recently there's been some coach who's been betting on games yeah and he's been banned for two weeks yeah he's, like, he's been banned for a third the amount of time that Stevens has been banned and Stevens is 19 and this guy's like a, a professional coach of a, yeah. a team which makes no sense uh, I think Stevens was betting on Leeds fixtures that's why probably he, uh, he suffered a harsher punishment yeah he did only bet on Leeds to win though you get harsher punishment if you bet on your own team to lose obviously <laughs> um, but yeah it's just a bit it, it was very harsh and it, was, it wasn't necessary could have done work for charity or for the foundation yeah. it could have, it could have um, it done, done some work for the, for the supporters trust he could have done a lot of things and the FA were just extremely unreasonable yeah because he's a young lad he, yeah. he needs help to, to get through this but to ban him from everything even if he did a PE lesson in some school he, he, that would be breaching breaching his, uh, his bans so it was very very it, harsh it was stupid from the FA and to be fair he did kind of go back early um, and posted it on his uh, Instagram yeah, and Leeds realised they're like, what, "What are you doing? <laughs> Get it off!" Yeah, uh, but yeah, he, I, I didn't notice that. <laughs> yeah, he went back early and put it on his Instagram story, and then, Mad. And then yeah, it kind of all everyone was panicking that <laughs> that the FA had found out and banned him for longer. But um, fair play to the lad. Yeah, uh, he's he's taking it with a pinch of salt. He's he's had his six weeks playing FIFA instead of playing football. Yeah, and now he's he's back to it. Yeah, so. and, and hopefully he kicks on again and starts playing how how he was. He is a very good youngster. He is a very. Good uh, but yeah, it was a very harsh punishment, and, and there's some something needs to be done about these punishments. I think because I mean, Leeds United, we, we seem to be getting all the harsh punishments. John <laughs> Stevens getting a six week ban from all things football. Leeds United being fined two hundred thousand pounds for breaking no rules in, in that Spygate saga. Uh, but we, we've seen recently Bulgaria of course they, they were racist to, to England players uh, in that game uh, the other week and they're known for being racist and their punishment 64 grand fine and two games uh, where where they have to play behind closed doors one of them suspended yeah it's, one, one fan was suspended <laughs> there was like 200 of them being racist yeah. in the stand and, and it's, not, it's not enough is it it's not enough of a punishment that, and something needs to be looked at that, here that's that the Bulgaria thing isn't isn't any either fee, um, FAs or you know the, the EFL's concern. What is their concern is the fact that Millwall were racist and they were only fined what ten grand. Yeah, ten grand. And, and you got how how can they justify yeah. that when they're charging Huddersfield Town for putting a joke up? Yeah, for Nicholas Bentner, he had sponsors on his underwear and he got an even bigger fine. Than exactly, that. it's just. 80 grand Bentner got. It's yeah. absolutely stupid. There is no <clears throat> consistency with these bands that are coming up. Yeah. And I think every football foundation, FA, EFL, UEFA, FIFA, all of them have to come together and say, listen, there's something we have to put in place. Yeah to sort this out we need to kick out racism it's exactly. unacceptable and something needs to be done exactly and if, if Kiko was racist we don't know if he was the, it, to be honest the only people who are going to know if he was is Kiko 
and the players who heard it. Yeah. But at the end of the day, if he was fair enough, he deserves a ban. But if if it's things like Jordan Stevens putting a bet on and you're banning him six weeks from all football, that's the same as a as a racist ban. Yeah. Because they're not allowed to, to be six matches, is it, they're banned for? Yeah. So they're still allowed to participate in football for that time. It is absolutely yeah, disgusting and stupid. Yeah, but punishments need need a big problem at the moment, and, and there needs to be a massive look and overhaul on it because racism it, it needs sorting out. Absolutely. Um, looking at other things, uh, then uh, looking at other bits of news coming out of Ellen Road this week. Uh, something that we missed out last week because of all the centenary news, and that's uh, Angus Kinnear. He came out and announced yes. uh, plans to turn Ellen Road into a fifty thousand capacity stadium. Uh, it looks like they'll be making the West Stand similar to the uh, East Stand. Uh, Charles, we're of this i'm a fan of the concept um how it will be done in practice is, is different it's, it's <laughs> and they're making a train station i like the idea of having a fifty thousand capacity stadium because i think we'll get a lot more fans in we'll make a lot more revenue um we'll be able to pay for some better players and we'll just generally be better and yeah. also um i mean I, I wouldn't personally choose the west stand to i mean obviously it is the, the oldest and most decrepit stand but i'm always a big fan of renovating the uh, the cop yeah, but it's the only stand really that we can do work on because yeah. there's already plans for behind the north stand to put some five side pitches there. The south stand, of course, leads onto the main road. So the west stand really is the only stand that we can go and renovate. The west stand is a very, very poor stand for me. It's very, very old. It's run down. It's fallen apart. And, and, and for me, it really does need renovating. And to have two massive stands, it'll be incredible. It'll be it'll be the, exactly like the East Point Arena on FIFA so far, <laughs> which is Leeds United's default stadium. Uh, but yeah, it's it certainly needed. I feel Leeds fans, we're, we're selling out our stadium right now. I think even with a, with a 50,000 capacity stadium, we'd still sell that yeah. out um, if, we're, if we're doing really well. Of course, it all lies on if we do get promoted to the Premier League. Um, of course, these, these plans for a new training ground for this uh, stadium renovation. Uh, it all lies down on if we get promoted to the Premier League that is the first and top priority and if that doesn't happen these plans for the future probably won't happen no um, we need the money the uh, the shameless undeserved TV money <laughs> uh, <laughs> to, to, act, to actually be able to afford it um, and because we need the exposure as well as well yeah. the more exposure we have we'll get more likely to sell out every single week in the Premier League I yeah. think we will anyway because it'll just be entertaining and it'll be we'll treat it like a holiday like a holiday from the Championship yeah. because Let's be honest, it'd be very difficult to stay in the Premier League. Yeah, we, 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 might, we might have to uh, yo-yo a bit for a couple of seasons. Yeah. Um, I, I think we'd, we'd manage. To be fair, I'd, I thought people like Newcastle would struggle, but they, they've been doing all right for the Newcastle past few always seasons. Struggle. Yeah, always, but they're getting the job done, aren't yeah. they? They're, they're always 15th to 20th every season. Yeah. I yeah, think we'll surprise a few if we get to I, I think it'd be very difficult to end up like Wolves did, where they immediately go yeah. straight away and finish 7th. Yeah, that'd be, that'd be very, very difficult. Uh, but yeah, uh, really good plans here. 50,000 capacity stadium. It, it, it uh, excited a lot of fans. I think uh, everyone's uh, really happy about this news. And uh, yeah, it's well needed. It's well needed. <laughs> and, and it's good that they're planning for the future as well. Well, they've said by 2030 as well, they want a train station next to Ellen Road. Yeah. So they're going to have um, like a runway t- uh, towards... By, by 2030? By 2030. <laughs> and 11 years' yeah, time. I know I'm it, 31 and, years old. I know it sounds like a long way away, but think about it. This this year's flown by for me. I don't yeah. know about you guys, but yeah. it's been... But it's still 11 years' time, it's, but it's good that they're planning for the future, though. And I'm, I'm excited for it, and to be fair, if it does get agreed, I reckon it will happen quicker than 2030. Yeah. It's just plans are in action yeah, right now good, but, but, but it, it'll it only happen I reckon if Rads sells and I know that sounds stupid but <laughs> Rads has even said so himself he's only going to take sensible offers 
and I, I don't think he has as much money yeah. as he, he likes to win. Yeah, well, he's not got all, all the money in the world no. at the moment, and we do need to get promoted to do all these plans, but it's good that they are looking forward to the future. Yeah. Uh, positive thinking there. Uh, elsewhere, uh, the Leeds United first team will be uh, at the annual uh, Christmas uh, Leeds uh, light switch on. Uh, that takes place outside the Leeds Art Gallery. Uh, they'll be there this year. That's next Thursday, the 7th of November. Uh, there's also a 2017 X Factor winner, uh, Raksu, and uh, classical quartet G4, as well as of some other celebrities there I have no idea who these guys are uh, so your guess is as good as mine uh, but the Leeds United first team will be there uh, so uh, head on down uh, if you want it it's all free you can just go outside They're expecting about 20,000 people there I'm not sure that many people will go there but it's personally it's not for me not for me uh, but yeah Leeds United first team there will be at the Leeds uh, Christmas light switch on that's uh, next Thursday for 7th of November uh, also uh, coming out uh, news coming out of Ellen Road uh, Leeds United they've announced a bottomless breakfast that they're doing this Saturday morning uh, they're showing the uh, Rugby Union World Cup final between England and South Africa at the uh, Centenary Pavilion. Uh, it all starts at 8am and for £20 fan, fans can enjoy an English breakfast buffet, tea and coffee and also unlimited beers and Prosecco. Sounds quite nice. Ooh, I didn't um, realise Prosecco was a <laughs> Only 400 tickets uh, are available but I mean this sounds very, very decent. At first I thought that they were, that they were tapping into the wrong market but then I remembered that the Leeds QPR game is on so Charles, some people will make a full day out of this. Yeah, the only thing that it disappoints me is the time of it. Yeah, um, I mean, well, it is taking place um, across the other side of the country in Japan. Uh, the, the rugby. Yeah, I, I, I understand that. I understand that. But like eight, eight, well, eleven thirty is is a, is a bit early. Yeah, and to have a limited especially, beer, especially if you don't live in the center of Leeds, yeah. like I don't. Yeah, I mean, it's very tempting for twenty pound and limited beers and an English breakfast buffet. It's very tempting, but at that time. At that time of the morning, are you really drinking that many beers? Yes. Probably not. <laughs> yes. Yes. I'm, I'm, I've got a holiday I now. Are drinking that many beers? What <laughs> a silly that... question. <laughs> yes. Yes, you are. But yeah. uh, I, I want to say semi-sober for the uh, Leeds game, yeah. so I at least can see what's going on. I mean, at the best of times, I'm semi-sober. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it seems a very good value. Only 400 tickets remain, but for 20 quid. It seemed very, very good value to me. Uh, it closes at 11.30 as well, so they can get the pavilion ready for when they open it at, uh, at 12 o'clock uh, for the QPR game, for all the casual Leeds United supporters. So if you go to the Centenary Pavilion before each Leeds United home game, don't worry, you can still go there. Uh, but yeah, very, very uh, good value. Uh, I'm sure that it'll be a lot of fun for people who, who do go. I probably won't go because it is very, very early in the morning. But um, yeah, it, it sounds very decent. And of course, good luck to England in the uh, Rugby uh, Union World Cup final as well. Um, well, moving on then, looking ahead to uh, the game this Saturday. Uh, of course, a 3 p.m. kickoff at Ellen Road uh, between Leeds United and the QPR. Uh, Leeds go into the game three games unbeaten now. Of course, that one win and those two draws. Uh, we're third and on two points uh, behind league leaders West Brom, as we mentioned earlier. And uh, Charles, you mentioned it earlier. West Brom, they take on Stoke City away from home on Monday night. And Preston, they are away uh, at Charlton on Sunday. So it's a very good chance for Leeds United to go have a top of the table for just a little while. Yeah, a couple of days, isn't it? <laughs> Till West Brom beat Stoke comfortably and go yeah. above us again. I don't um, think they will. I, th- I think, let's say, so every time Stoke have had a turn in fortune recently, they've had some surprise results. They've lost the last two games, though. Yeah, yeah. but, but they have started picking up yeah. wins, especially at home. West it's, Brom, they've been uh, getting a lot of draws at home, so it's certainly going to be interesting on Monday night. I, I reckon there'll be a few upsets and people 
I just yeah. right I, now. I hope we're not one of them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, but yeah, it's a good opportunity for Leeds United, as we mentioned earlier, the next few games to, to go on a good run. And uh, but we will need to wait till Monday night to uh, see all the other results and see where we sit uh, in the table for the next uh, week or so. Uh, QPR, uh, of course, they're managed by uh, Mark Warburton. Uh, they're eighth uh, currently in the Championship table and twenty-three points, two points behind us. Uh, they are winless in their last two games. Uh, they're, they're very inconsistent: seven wins, two draws, and five losses and uh, they've kept no clean sheets this season uh charles you just know what way this game's heading yeah yeah definitely naki rose is gonna score we're gonna lose one nil yeah <laughs> definitely as they assist yeah they're gonna keep the first clean sheet of the season against us it, it always works out like that um, QPR they do have some very good players of course as you mentioned Naki Wells uh, Jordan Nugel uh, Eberichi uh, Eze that youngster uh, of course uh, got six goals and four assists uh, this season um, <laughs> he, he seems very good we, we, we won't be able to afford him mate, if we yeah. go to the Premier League team in yeah, January probably. yeah I think a lot of Premier League teams will look, in, will look at Eze uh, but yeah he's a very very good youngster and we will need to watch out for him but QPR they do have some very good players they're just very very poor defensively clearly because they haven't kept a clean sheet all season after 14 games and um, um, so, Charles, we should be winning this, really, shouldn't we? Yeah, but I've said that before. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they are, they are very poor defensively. Um, but then again, we're very poor offensively at the moment. So yeah. this could be a nil nil nil. Chris, I, how do you see this game going? I reckon if if we sort out some organisation, because like I said, when, when Bamford came off, we did look very unorganised. If we, if we sort out the organisation problem, I, I think we should be quite comfortable yeah. in this game. I know they've got some very, very threatening players up front, but I, I don't know. I just reckon, I reckon we can change something. And if this, if this game, if we win it, we should be on a comfortable run because then we've got the momentum. Yeah. Because, like you said, three games unbeaten at the moment. I want to go for that six, seven games where we're unbeaten, like we did was last season. Where we won. Yeah, well, that was a seven-game win streak. It, yeah. wasn't, it wasn't just a beating; we won seven games. <laughs> on the if, if we could do that this season, at this stage, I think we'll be yeah, we'll be happy. I think nine is the record for Leeds. We've yeah. never won more than nine on the bounce. Yeah. I'll take nine. I'll yeah. take ten. <laughs> I'll, I'll I'll take 46. <laughs> yeah, certainly uh, be incredible that. Uh, but yeah, QPR they do have some very good players. Very poor defensively, no clean sheets this season, so we really should be winning this. Uh, we have lost our last two meetings with them, though. Of course, that 1-0 loss away there uh, in the league uh, back in the last season and that 2-1 loss in the third round of the uh, FA Cup back, on, uh, back in January. Uh, but we did go and beat in the four uh, meetings uh, before that, three wins and a draw there. Uh, team news. Uh, now, I was at the uh, press conference this week, uh, last Thursday, thank, thanks to uh, LS11. So I've got a clip here of Bielsa uh, giving us an injury update, so let's have a listen. Pablo Hernández está bien. Pablo Hernández is good. Banford tiene arrastra una molestia en el tobillo. Banford has a little problem in the ankle. Alioski Douglas eh, tienen algunas molestias. Alioski Douglas have some problems as well, little problems. Alioski en la cadera y Douglas en la rodilla. Alioski in the yeah, side. The, yeah, and Douglas in the knee. So does that mean then they are not playing then? Eso significa sorry. que no van a jugar? No, 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 no. no. Es que no están definidos. It's not defined yet. Okay. And and for sure still. No, for sure no. For sure no. Bamford was that an injury in training? Bamford tuvo una lesión en el entrenamiento. No, no, en el partido. No, it was in the match. 
So, Liam Cooper, he is, of course, back. Pablo Hernandez, Bielsa says, is good. Uh, Bamford, uh, of course, an ankle injury, so he is out. Um, it will be interesting to see if, see if he can make it for the game, but uh, he does have an ankle problem there. Uh, Alioski is a problem with his side, but uh, Bielsa didn't rule him out completely, and he didn't rule uh, Barry Douglas out completely, who has a knee problem. Uh, Charles, line-up for you. <laughs> How do you see it lining up? Um well, is, is the lineup I want or lineup I expect Bielsa to do? Because they're two very different lineups. <laughs> uh, I'll do my lineup first. Uh, I'd have uh, Kassir in goal. I'd have Stuart Dallas at right back. Liam Cooper, Ben White, and Leif Davis. If if Alioski and Douglas can't make it, Douglas and Alioski can't make yeah. it. I'd have Calvin Phillips in the in the in the DM role. I'd have Jamie Shackleton there. I'd have uh, Mateus Click. I'd have uh, Helder Costa and. Pablo Hernandez and then have Eddie and Kessier up front yeah Nice. You can't disagree with that one. That's a phenomenal line. No, I, I'm, I'm not going to disagree <laughs> with that one. I, I'd probably want that as well. But Bielsa, he'll probably put da- Dallas at left back, won't he? Instead of Leaf Davis. Yeah, you'd imagine so. But that's the clear option for me, though, Leaf Davis. He's done very good in his times coming to uh, Le- uh, coming into the Leeds United first team. He's done very well. So I, I wouldn't mind Leaf Davis being in there. It's hard to argue with that lineup. It's really hard to argue. But uh, then Chris? I'd, I'd go. Cassier is sent a uh, goalkeeper. <laughs> I was going to say centre back then. I was like, yeah. Centre forward, more like. I think you'd yeah, like. love to play a centre forward, more like. Right back, we'll go Ailing because I don't think he's done a terrible job there at all. No, he I, hasn't done a bad job, but Dallas isn't Dallas isn't a midfielder for me. And no, I, a, you can't drop he's, Dallas he's at all. I don't think yeah. he's, he's a central midfielder either, but I don't think. I, I think Ailing's done yeah. a, a really good job at that right back position, yeah. and I know Dallas has done just as good as a job. But yeah. but you Dallas, can't drop Dallas, Dallas, Dallas just gives me. us more going forward than yeah. Ailing does. You, you can't drop Dallas for me. He's been he's been one of if not the best player for Leeds United this season. So you cannot drop Stuart Dallas. You have to be harsh to Ailing and drop him. But he also probably will go Dallas at left back just to keep Ailing. And, and that's what I'm thinking. Yeah. And then he'll go Ben White, Coops. I want Davis there, but he probably yeah. won't. He'll put Dallas there, right mid. I want to say Costa. Because I feel like Pablo could provide more in that central role with Click. Really? Yeah. I don't think he does as well in in, in more central than he does out wing. But you see, this one players get older. They don't they don't stay out wide. They come more central. Pa- Pablo likes that to cut that, that seven role yeah. where he, yeah. he's, he's officially on the right, but he he drifts all over the place yeah. in the attacking third. But I think I think he's best in that position for me. Would you play Shackleton? Yeah, I'd play Shack. But yeah, I mean. I, where would we put him? That's the issue. In midfield? Oh, you, you put Pablo in there, wouldn't yeah, you? Yeah, put He's Pablo in there, and, and I'd, I'd keep Harrison out on the left because... Yeah. As, as He's much, been okay. As much as people are slating him, I really don't think he's done that bad. It's just He's doing the, okay. the people are in the box for yeah. him. He's certainly not the worst winger in the world. It's, yeah, definitely not. Yeah. There's some... John Abataka is the worst. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Jimmy Kebe, mate. Jimmy uh, Kebe. Jimmy Kebe. Yeah. Heidi Sacco, we all forget him about. Heidi Sacco at least scored for Leeds. Yeah. <laughs> putting a couple of decent crosses. Yeah. Uh, and then, of course, Eddie Nketiah up front. Eddie, yeah. yeah if, if Bamford's I out. mean, we could always recall Gerard Grott because he's having some um, some issues yeah. on his loan. No, I'd rather keep Eddie Nketiah. Yeah, he had, um, someone had to write a formal apology to him because uh, they had a massive argument in training. Oh, wow. Well, didn't, didn't realise that. Uh, but yeah, it's going to be Eddie and Ketchy to start on, on Saturday, uh, you'd think, if Bamford's out. And uh, yeah, it's Eddie and Ketchy's time, isn't it, Charles? You'd like to think so. Um, yeah. you, you're also of the uh, <laughs> of the mind that if Bamford's ankle isn't hanging off by a thread of muscle, he'll probably start. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which is the annoying thing. Yeah, Bielsa will want Bamford to start um, any way he can, really. Um, Unless Bamford is literally unable to run, yeah. he'll be starting. Yeah. 
Uh, your lineup, Charles, like you said, the only, the only change I'd make, I'd put Tyler Roberts in that number 10 role instead of Jamie Shackleton. Um, oh, no, I'd click in the 10, I'd Shackleton in right. the 8. No, I'd put click in the 8 and then Tyler Roberts in the 10. Just, like, just behind. I like Jack in the field. At least we're all having energy. click in there. Yeah. That's the name. I, I, do, I do like Tyler Roberts, though. I, I do like the Tyler Roberts. I didn't think he performed that well against Burnley in the under-23s on, on Monday night, though. And I just... Don't you go insulting Mickey Mouse like that? <laughs> I don't. I just I didn't think he played very well. Yeah. And I, I, I want to see Shaq back in the lineup because I think yeah. he gives us that bit of impetus and a bit of energy that we need. He yeah. does, and he makes those those passes when you know players are coming from that right into that kind of. The forward. only criticism I've got of him as a football player is his his first touch is poor. Yeah. It, when he receives the ball, it it does tend to bounce off him. Yeah, and he's a small dude as well, so his strength isn't isn't yeah is the greatest. He needs to spend time with Jack Harrison because Jack Harrison has, <laughs> a, has the best first touch of any footballer I've ever oh, seen. Oh yeah, he's brilliant, isn't he? He's brilliant. Yeah, uh, of course, for sure he. Uh, of course, for sure he's still out, unfortunately. Uh, but yeah, those are the lineups that will go with uh, score prediction, Charles. Got me two 0 leads in it. Two 0 leads. I'm, feel, I'm feeling I'm feeling a comfortable one. Yeah, uh, Chris? I was going to say 4-0. 4-0? You're that confident? I, I think everyone will finally switch on and think, hang on a second, we yeah. actually do need to score oh. now. Yeah. Um, if if Eddie's gonna, Eddie will score a brace. Um, <laughs> he <laughs> he says it casually. <laughs> and then, I don't know, I'm hoping if Alioski plays, Alioski scores. Yeah. And then click, uh, I kind of want him to score. But. Well, you're very, very hopeful. I'm not that hopeful, but I do think Leeds, Leeds United will win quite comfortably. I do think QPR will score because they do have some very good attackers, but they have a poor defence. Nah, I reckon it's Kiko C as uh, yeah. Yeah. the season. I reckon we'll concede. I'm going to go 3-1 to Leeds United. No, nah, Kiko's got it in the bag. He's, it's yeah, a very high-scoring game. I'm, <laughs> I'm not sure it's going to be that high-scoring. <laughs> <laughs> nah, I'm going to go 3-1 to Leeds United. It's Eddie and Ketchy's time, and he's going he's gonna to shine. And, of course, it's Leeds United's... It, great opportunity to go on a really good run so hopefully if they do win we should be winning this one really uh, but that does bring us to the end of episode 41 of the All Things Leeds podcast thank you very much as always to Charles for joining me in the studio cheers for having me on Matt. and thank you very much to Chris as well for coming in we really mm. do appreciate it more than welcome I'm happy to be here and uh, thank you to everyone as well who has listened or watched uh, we really do uh, appreciate it uh, if you enjoyed then why not subscribe or follow the podcast give us a 5 star rating on Apple Podcast if you're listening on there uh, share the podcast around as well make sure to follow All Things Leeds on social media Media, we're on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Search Poor Things Leads uh, on Facebook. Search Poor Things Leads one on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, subscribe to the YouTube channel as well if you have not already. Uh, subscribe, uh, follow us us all on social media as well. I'm at Ed underscore, Ed underscore McIntyre ninety eight. Charles at Ups and Downs nine nine nine. Chris uh, Twitter uh, handle ah uh, at Yorkshire Polak. Yeah, make sure to follow us all. That'd be very much appreciated. That's a great Twitter handle. Yeah, it <laughs> is great, you. isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, make sure to follow us all on social media. That would be very much appreciated. Uh, me and Charles, we will be back next week. Uh, but for now, take care, and we'll see you soon.